I have nothing. I mean, there's just been the sense of I'm really jealous of you for getting your vaccine. And apparently other people in this room are also vaccinated. Correct. And I'm I'm Amazing. I've I've had my invitation now for three months and I'm gonna Because be, you wanted the fancy one. I didn't want the fancy one. Mm. I was only allowed to have the fancy one. All right. <laughs> this is the exact same thing I said in the bonus episode and you, you could, gave me shit. You for could it. say that you want AstraZeneca. No, I don't yeah. want AstraZeneca. I don't <laughs> Why want not? what because that's so not the fancy British one. Folk. Oh, okay. yeah. well then <laughs> well, you can't be uh, in our club, exactly. our AstraZeneca yeah. club. Oh, exactly. you guys all have, you guys all have AstraZeneca. Yes, and you I didn't stand die by AstraZeneca. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> it's the people's vaccine. Really, it's the people's vaccine. It's the <laughs> only true. vaccine that's based on previous vaccines. So, in a sense, it's the safest. But I think the people's vaccine is probably like the Chinese or the Russian one. Sputnik five. Yeah. The semantics. Maybe just in the context <laughs> yeah. of Germany. Yeah, exactly. I stand yeah. by AstraZeneca. Okay, fine. I'll keep the AstraZeneca keep stuff. Yeah. We we actually are like working for the AstraZeneca. Yeah, you're you did, say, <laughs> you did suggest getting an AstraZeneca tattoo at some point. Look, I was very excited about getting vaccinated. Now imagine if you have just like a, all right, think of like any other company that sends a pharmaceutical company. Like if you get like a Pfizer tattoo, that's just like everyone's just gonna think that you like that love Viagra. But you just wouldn't. I do love you Viagra. Would get an AstraZeneca. It's just something about AstraZeneca. I mean. Yeah. It's got a great name. I mean, Biontech sounds like you're, you're playing, what's it called? Like Legos, you know? Biontech um, sounds like a Bion- thing. Bionicles or something? Yeah, it sounds like either called? like yeah. yeah Bionicles or it sounds like a class of something from like StarCraft or whatever. I think it sounds yeah. like an evil corporation. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. From like a, Biontech, like a, like like a movie. Biontech. post-apocalyptic yeah. movie. It's all true. because of Biontech. Yeah. We live yeah. in this wasteland. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I think the only like thing that you <laughs> could go like more it's like, stereo. It's like a hard sci-fi story. Terminator. A uh, dystopian exactly. story about... about People that are vaccinated, people that are not vaccinated, and like what vaccination you got, and it's all like a class system and shit like uh-huh. that. That's that's for that's sure. Sorry, that's beyond. That it. Could happen. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Welcome to your weekly corner spatey. It's myself, Nick, and joined with Yulia. Hello, Rob. Uh, maybe died from all of <laughs> from the, all the vaccines, all the vaccines too. that he got simultaneously. <laughs> yes, he got all twenty three million <laughs> doses at once. And uh, Kieran's being a father, yeah. you know. So uh, shout out to all the dads out there. <laughs> I hope that you're not listening to a podcast, or, or at least not ours. And uh, we are joined today with three special guests. Uh, we have Daphne, Zuzu, and Cleo. Uh, who are the the blockchain bitches? What is it called? <laughs> With a Z. With a Z. With a Z. Blockchain yeah. bitches. Yeah, and uh, Zuzu and Cleo also have a podcast called. Uh, Candid Companion, which primarily deals with sex work and all that cool stuff that we're also going to be talking about here. So thank you guys for coming. And uh, we're in person, breaking laws in Germany, <laughs> being crazy, you know. We're distanced. Yeah. Yeah. We're socially distancing, of course. Yeah. Very far away from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, from the person listening to the show, that's true. <laughs> but... So uh, we have the three of you guys on to talk about a topic that at least Yuli and I have been, you know, wanting to do on this show since we started, mm-hmm. which is sex work in Europe, which uh, as me being an American, I have always just assumed it being that then like Europe is this wonderful place where, you know, <laughs> sex work is legal and therefore then everything is great and good and mm. whatever. And, you know, it works like actual work. And that's not really the case. And uh you know, uh, uh, we're, you know, going to dissect this whole dichotomy of that. Also kind of talk about the sense of what is 
2020 with the pandemic and then with local politics of Berlin, such as access to housing, how that has particularly affected sex workers, and also what the future uh, in terms of tech and, uh, you know, uh, blockchain and NFTs, platforms. things that what platforms? Yeah, certain platforms, things that uh, I've been actually quite critical on the show of uh, previously, but how in sex work these can actually be beneficial technologies. Maybe that not only tech bros are the ones using them. So or artists <laughs> or or artists selling their you know three D rendered images of yes. you know pregnant Sonic. I don't know what yeah. they fucking do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess like just like you know get it like started off the bat um what like for a dumb american like myself all right who has been told of this you know great thing um what is the reality of it like if you were to just like sum it up for you know someone who literally knows nothing about the realities of sex work in europe or in germany and such um i would say first that we operate under a, a legalized system in Germany. Um, so it is legalized. And what sex workers generally fight for, well, I think unanimously fight for, is decriminalization. Um, legalization means that um, you're still subject to uh, specific laws that focus on the sex industry specifically compared to other industries. So under decriminalization, you still, you're operating as if you're any other type of business, but you are still subject to workplace health and safety regulations. So you're not a special category of being completely lawless, but with legalization, it means that you're subject to very specific laws that control the work of sex workers, which means that there's like a two-tiered system where some people work um, in a legal context, usually citizens. And then there's a lot of people who are either like um, undocumented or for various reasons of marginalization um, can't work legally. So legal- they don't fit in the boxes. Exactly. You don't fit in the boxes. So uh, legalization will usually mean things like licensing. So for example, in Germany, um, sex workers always like to work legally. You have to be registered which means you're on like a government mm-hmm. database and you also have to carry around a, like a little slip of paper with your work name and your legal name on it. Mm-hmm. And you can be raided at any time and fined if you don't hold this. So a lot of people don't want to carry around a document with their legal name. And this is just one example. There yeah. are many examples like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I worked in America before coming to Europe. And so I definitely, and I'm North American, so I have experience with, criminalization and the fear of, you know, you never know when a cop is going to book you and then arrest you and this is terrible and not, you know, feeling like you can, um, you know, trust anybody. There's also guns in America. It's a very stressful place to work, I would say. And I moved to Berlin also thinking I wanted to be in a place where sex work was legal, you know, for Mm -hmm. my own peace of mind, for my own safety. And when I moved here, which was in like 2016 or 2017, it was just legal. The category was legal. And yeah, as Cleo was saying, like the what happens when sex work is legal is that the government makes all the rules about what, you know, what goes down in sex work. And the government does not listen to sex workers and they don't have sex workers interests as a priority. They don't consider us experts. They're not, you know, consulting us. So all of the legal, like all of the laws that they create around our, our work and around our bodies, uh, 
end up being counterproductive or, mm. you know, they end up not serving us. They end up making our life more difficult or even more unsafe. They usually mm. have the interests of other citizens or like the state at heart. They don't have like sex worker interests at heart. So, and for example, anytime that sex work is legal, it means, as Cleo was saying, that people who don't fit into the legal boxes are criminalized. And sex work is obviously one of the, you know, it's... It's the position that's filled with the most marginalized women of all occupations. So there's definitely going to be people that don't fit in those boxes. and Women and people in general. Yes, women and not just women, all kinds of people do sex work. Mm. Um, and anyone who doesn't fit into the you know requirements, the legal requirements, is then criminalized. So lots of people are just criminalized anyway. And in 2000, and when was it? 17. 2017, the prostitution protection law came into force in Germany, which means that we're all now legally obliged to register with the government, tell the government that we're sex workers and carry around this piece of ID. And it's super counterproductive because A, so many people are undocumented. So many people yep. can't apply mm -hmm. to register. And, you know, B, Germany doesn't have a great track record of keeping minority on minorities on lists. So yeah. why would we want <laughs> yeah. to tell the government, you know, yeah, uh, the government doesn't have a right to know this. People yeah. who don't want to be this outed and, they, you know, we don't know the long term consequences of what this information is going to be done with. So you especially know. when it relates to a very like stigmatized profession and one that can really like affect um, future sort of career opportunities or like mm -hmm. immigration opportunities mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's just the the thought of being on a database. Or is, child custody as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. All it's sorts like of things. So many potential consequences um, as a result of this kind of work exist. The other thing and that I think is – oh, sorry. Oh, no, all good. <laughs> the other thing that I think is particular to Europe is um, that there's the um, – we call it the it's, – it's, it's termed the Nordic model. I'm not sure if you oh, guys yeah, know, know it. What that is. Yeah, it's yeah. like Scandinavian okay. countries, yeah. this and that and that. So yeah. in, for the listeners, in essence, what that means is that um, purchases of sex, so customers, clients, are criminalized, mm -hmm. but sex workers are not. not. Yeah. But how that works in essence is that – Everyone yeah, is everyone's criminalized. criminalized. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. cannot decriminalize. You cannot make one half of a transaction illegal yeah. or the other half legal. Imagine yes. if you're trying to sell a house and the people trying to buy it are against the law, but you're yeah. allowed to. Like, how yeah. are you going to advertise? How are you like? What if? What if? Um, you know, like in in the case of what happens in in Sweden, I've heard that there are, there are, the red light district is just constantly watched by the police. So then workers have to like jump in a car without mm. any negotiation. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they, they, and like these men are like getting quick, the police are watching, you know, yeah. so they have to. And um, it's been suggested repeatedly that the Nordic model should be brought in to Germany. And actually yeah. in essence, um, the, the Nordic model has been working on and off in Germany since the pandemic started because um, sex work has been illegal at times during the pandemic whilst the customers are fined, sex workers have not been, but sometimes, only in Berlin, only in Berlin but sometimes sex workers have also been fined. So it's it's going on and off, on and off constantly. This is common in the US though too, isn't it? With like the phenomenon of like the Johns and whatnot, where you have like people who, like the police do this as well in the US to like do sex work busts, where then they can legally oh, then pay yeah. for sex work in order then, you know, yeah. crack down oh, on sex yeah, work. That's a sting. Yeah. That's yeah. different. Yeah. That's a sting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah where yeah. they're literally like trying to trap sex yeah. workers. Yeah. 
yeah but no. um isn't it like even the nordic model is always with these uh self-proclaimed uh, associations for sex workers who don't have any yeah, sex workers like feminists in them. yeah exactly yeah. feminists saying that they yeah. are you they know, want to protect and, yeah, vulnerable exactly. women but it ends up making yeah. the jobs more unsafe yeah, there's exactly. there's so much it's, data on that yeah and it's always touted as like this good idea and yeah. i feel like when you hear about it it sounds like it makes sense or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or like when I was not in the industry, it like sounded like it made sense. Mm -hmm. But then the realities just like don't reflect that. Like uh, having worked in like Ireland, for example, yeah. under the Nordic model, which they have there as well. Like it is one of the most dangerous places I've ever worked, yeah. well, for yeah, example. Yeah. There's so like, many reasons why yeah, legalization and Nordic model, which are the main like systems and political models in Europe, they just suck. They don't even work. Yeah. They don't even do what they say they're going to do. They don't protect us. They don't have our interests at heart. And mo pe most people end up working in a way where they would be criminalized anyway. Yeah. So and that's the biggest takeaway. And say. speaking <laughs> of that as well, I just have to add with, with regards to Ireland in terms of lack of safety was that when um, the think tanks were coming together to, to mm. pass the Nordic model, apparently this is something that I read in a book that they asked, should we speak to some sex workers? <laughs> and they said, Oh, you know, are they able to read and write? Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? Wow. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They really don't consider us in any kind of like political thinking or planning. Yeah. And it's very obvious in the way that the laws are enforced. Okay. Mm. That's insane. Um, I guess then I, I, to kind of, you know, you mentioned then the legal aspect of how it works in Germany. And there's also then a, a great you know large group of people then who aren't within the legal realms of uh you know doing sex work what does that reality then look for them like criminalization yeah just the the full so um the the essence then of if, if you were going to go about the system of not doing it with the the card or the whatever i'm the unmedung that you have to do <laughs> yeah, as a yeah. sex the worker whore passport they call it yeah, yeah. that's the, the whore passport are you serious yeah oh, wow. oh, 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 okay. yeah. oh god germany, germany sucks yeah. <laughs> imagine just applying for that too in the amped because you do yeah. have to just go I, I and apply yeah, yeah. Wow. it's true yeah or like yeah. because the system was discriminated against this the system <laughs> was like rolled out in such a kind of like non um linear way that yeah. people would just be going to like random amps trying to get it and being yeah. like is this where i get this thing and yeah. like and there was no privacy like, a lot of the time yeah as well I don't know. <laughs> how does it then work with then things of i mean because this is just a question out of my curiosity then is is with things like your um you know health insurance and stuff like that mm -hmm. in germany because um i would imagine things like germany does not cover things like testing under mm -hmm. uh um uh, your gesetzliche Krankenversicherung mm -hmm. and that that is a big part obviously of STI you know, testing yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah or like access to you know protection and stuff like that where the German government just is is very 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 notoriously bad about this where then a lot of people who aren't in this work uh, will go out of the way to get an anonymous testing and stuff like that but when it's your profession how does that then look as well? Because then also your your Krankenkasse, your your insurance company, also then has your data, has your job application. Yeah. Germany is a weird, you know, one of the countries where like you have like Obamacare if it worked, where <laughs> your 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 work is dependent on your insurance. And I'm assuming that then a lot of sex workers are working and then is some form of freelance or whatever. Um, that must also then be another hurdle as well. Is that then you have a, a you know, your your health insurance company, one, not providing the thing that then allows you to do your work. So you're paying out of pocket, which I think a full test is like 150 euros, if I'm not mistaken. Can be more. Yeah. And then you are then having to then go through ways that then 
possibly that data may not then end up on, you know, your your uh, card that you get that has all your, you know, data of every ailment and everything that then you've had. So what is this then for um, sex workers then going along and then a, a system that then legally allows it to happen, but then is continuously, you know, one tracking you and then secondly, doesn't even like, you know, really see you then as a worker, even though you are like ungemitted as one with your whore passport, which is the worst thing I think I've heard on the show recently. <laughs> Complicated. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good question and super I- insightful and something that I think most people don't think about is how the German system is um, so bureaucratic, so difficult to navigate if you're an Auslander and uh, so like just really puts you in a box. And if you don't fit in that box, you're really fucked. And uh, yeah, so I mean, to answer your question, like I think most of us, I think a lot of sex workers have a second job um, because of the health insurance issue. Yeah. Also because um, it's just... Yeah. It, also, to be honest, it's it's not super lucrative to be a sex worker in Berlin. So I think a lot of people can't even live off it sometimes. But um, or they register something else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To, to avoid the health insurance. You definitely drama. do mm-hmm. not want to tell your health insurance that you're a sex worker because they very likely will not give you health insurance. Because I, I do know that there was this one sex worker I knew in Berlin who was super honest with her health insurance company and said that she was a sex mm. worker and she was a registered sex worker. She didn't have a different second job. And the health insurance company um, rejected her application and she even put in a discrimination report. Didn't nothing came yeah, of it. Never will go through in a court. Wow. She time, literally yeah. had to ask a client to like with a business to to put her through his business as as a fake employee. Things like this. Wow. It's very oh, crazy. It's very um, under the table. Like I think Germany really forces you to be under the table here. Mm. And I have to say, like the testing, it's so hard to get a, a STI test a full here. Screen, yeah. And I, I actually wonder if we are kind of like lucky that we are in Berlin because I know that we kind of like or at least I go to, you know, a Gesundheitsamt and I kind mm. of like put my fist down and have like scared them. And I'm like, I'm a sex worker and you need yeah. to like give me a test and it needs to be free, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that has worked, but I wonder if it would work in other German cities. It's, like I have no idea. Yeah, it's also just not. not something that there's any like readily available information about. It's mm. like yeah. that, that thing does exist. And like, I have also accessed it, but it's not like a thing you can Google. Mm. It's like literally mm. you just have to like harass the, Gesundheitsamt until and yeah. you I get have, that. It's already difficult. And they're already you, yeah. like not stoked about it. They're like it's already, already difficult yeah. if you're not a sex worker. Yeah, yeah. they don't want like, people to be so taking STI yeah. tests. No, you have this, to pay like, if you want. Germany is a yeah. rich country. Get yeah. your shit together, people. Yeah. Like, you, you know, know, pay prevent. for chlamydia tests. It's, mm-hmm. if, uh, like from a certain age on, you have to pay for a chlamydia test. Mm-hmm. I was told at like, one. What the fuck? This is like this thing. I'm shaking my head. Yeah. I went to this one clinic and it was actually on a piece of paper for sex workers to go to. And I remember they told me like the craziest things. They were just like, oh, you know, you know, like getting tested, you know, more than once a three months, once every three (laughs) months. Like that's that's a lot. And like I was saying, like, can you test this and this? And, you know, um, because I'm high risk, I'm a sex worker. And they were like, you know, you're not necessarily high risk because you're a sex worker. Mm, And I'm like, (laughs) why are you telling me this? You don't know what I'm doing. You know, and they were like, throat swab. Mm, I don't know. Most, you know, most STIs of the throat just kind of go away on their own. And I'm like, (laughs) 
That's like not true. I know. <laughs> I was literally oh just told untrue information. I was like, yeah. this country is the wild west when it comes to health. Yeah, it's the like, country yeah, though that thinks true. that then that you'll cure that you'll cure every ailment with hot tea. Oh, yeah. 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 Sit oh, yeah. down, have a nice tea, rest a bit, no sports, cup of tea. Sort that right out. Something that you just like need an antibiotic for. Yeah, you'll just know. I really hope that Corona situation somehow sends made it worse. It I made know, it worse. We like, all know this. Yeah. Now, like, Germans need to really, we need like to, maybe with like the election or something. I'm just like, we need, the health system needs like an You mean overhaul. we're the Greens, the party that then probably has the most anti-vaxxers in it will like. Oh yeah, <laughs> something will happen. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The other thing I'm really used to coming from, I lived in New Zealand and Australia is like, mm. you know, when you go to the clinic and they have like a giant bowl of condoms and you just fill all your pockets with condoms. <laughs> yeah, in Germany, you don't you get do condoms. Not, yeah. I remember I went to the you clinic can, can and I was like, at Bergheim when it was still open. Exactly. Yeah. Bergheim yeah. was the only so place you have to I go ever partying found them. to get condoms. That's actually yeah. the thing I wanted to but ask. Is seriously, that... even in the store, sorry, yeah, uh, they are it. super fucking expensive. Is Extremely, that just me? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I will expensive. tell you, there is one trick. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of websites you can get them for cheap. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, I hate to plug fucking Amazon, but Amazon, <laughs> yeah. you can get like 100 condoms for 10 euros. Oh, damn. Okay. Same with ice.de. You can get like 100 yeah. for like 10 bucks. Ice.de? Yeah. I know that one. Ice.de is in <laughs> the, the, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the advertisement. Okay, here we go. Um, now we are advertising. No, no, no. I will, Amazon. Yeah, no. We, at Amazon, yeah. Uh, yeah, no Amazon. But you can apply to get free condoms if you're a sex worker, but you have to show that your income is very low. And I'm like, what? Oh, seriously? Like, it's like, is do you like not want people situation? to have safe sex? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I yeah. also, um, I um, volunteer with an organization called Trans Sex Works, which mm-hmm. is actually a pretty amazing grassroots organization. And we go out at night with a um, with a bicycle with a big bag of condoms yeah. and we hand them out to people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah but it's not easy and... Yeah, I think that probably, yeah, it, it, it surprises me because I often think, um, especially Berlin, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. everyone is having very I was, risky I was, sex. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just about to say. Uh, is isn't that, this a very low cost way to help people? Yes. Yeah, of yeah, course. You know, exactly. instead of giving us this pass. Yeah. Mm. that we yeah. all, we yeah. didn't ask for yeah. we didn't condoms. want and creating jobs of people who are like controlling sex workers to see if they have this pass well Germans love yeah, doing that I know yeah. but it's yeah, like crazy. because it's I was so going offensive. to say when you with your first question that the um, what it looks like if you don't have the pass mm. is that you can't get a job in a studio or a brothel oh yeah yeah true so that means that you know these places gets, well, get raided legally, and, yeah. the thing and is, they yeah, check the brothels still have illegal uh, sex workers in but they get raided right. and if you get raided they, they do, get massive fines you could be deported yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. well uh, just quickly to the Berlin thing is that like Berlin being so like like, like you mentioned of like people just you know going wild here it really surprised me when like yeah the lack of access for then when you yeah like you want to get a test or like you want to do things and then you hear then this sense like oh berlin crazy european city everyone's having sex in the club yeah and it's like that's true but you would think the city would have a little bit better of a a way of like hey like okay if you want to go do this cool fine but like also like you can be safe about it Mm. and they make it very difficult for them like yeah like like Julia said for even if you're not a sex worker you're just a normal person I will say it is easier for gay men it's easier because yeah, oh, there's all the organizations that then yeah. do exactly. things yeah. but like that. it's yeah. 2021 men who have sex with men have sex with women all yes. the time yeah. yep. so it's frustrating yeah yeah but um 
to the point then that you mentioned also too of the like uh deportations that then people could potentially face mm-hmm. is um i think kind of going also into like the the next category that i wanted to touch is that then like we've we've been talking about how sex workers like i kind of kind of slightly harping back to the question i had before of that then there are people who are uh, doing the work uh, illegally or not within the realms that the German government sees as being, you know, the perfect uncommitted way of doing your job that they even hate. It seems like anyway, um, there is sex work is also uh, one internationally that is um, like as mentioned also before, not only just women doing it, but also, um, you know, trans uh, people, men, of course, are also doing it as well. Uh, people of color, particularly are a large group. And, um, how is this then dealt with then in Europe where again, kind of this like pretend idea then of progressivism, there are a lot of people who are put more at risk because of their sexual identity, because of their identity, like their, 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 their gender, their uh, background, their socioeconomic thing. And so, um, uh, what is, what is this reality then for, for, um, you know, these, you know, for, 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 for the sex workers that then typically aren't the ones who are, uh, seen or registered, not even just registered, but like aren't often then seen as then what people would typically associate then with as sex work. I think that the stereotype of sex work is usually the people that you're describing. Do you know what I mean? The stereotype yeah. is like destitute, marginalized people of color, trans oh. people. Yeah. I feel like that's this, the stereotype that is really put forward in the media when you see an article about sex work is like a woman's legs just cut off on the street at night. Like the stereotype is almost always um, street-based sex work. And I think also in Germany, there's a really big um, discussion around being forced by poverty. And that's often used as a, as a way of undermining the, like legitimacy of it. Agency. I'm, I'm loath to use words like this a little bit because I think we it's it's also dangerous to overemphasize the agency mm-hmm. of of certain types of sex work but I also think or any work yeah or any work <laughs> but I also think that that's when when you have these sorts of um, poverty based discussions then you get the discussions yeah. about nordic coming in yeah. where they're like well we need to help these poor women from these poor countries yeah like in germany it would be the stereotype of the sex worker would be someone from the east uh, exactly in europe being forced into sex work in germany or like yeah illegally selling um themselves under you know under a certain price like for super cheap or something like super cheap uh sex work super cheap sex work at the borders of czech republic etc etc this would be Mm. what you read about in german media it's really hard to answer questions, I feel like, about Europe because there yeah. is such different yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. models. I guess I mean like in the sense of like like the 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 like I mean we're in Western Europe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I was gonna say, but we have seen like for example with the Nordic model, like Eastern European, like Romanian mm-hmm. workers who mm-hmm. are European yeah. are treated like literally so subpar to yeah. how like yeah. potentially, you know, a Irish or a uh, English worker, yeah. they're literally being put in jail under Nordic model, which is supposed to be like the you know, sympathetic, uh, like humanitarian yeah. way of approaching sex work. And it's like, 
you know, I would say, and in Germany, for example, like there's huge stigma against Romanian workers and Bulgarian yeah. workers. Yeah, of course. And, and to quickly say about Romanian workers, two Romanian sex workers were sent to prison in Ireland in 2018 for nine months. Oh. Um, and they were merely working together in an apartment um, for safety. Mm. One of They were both very young. They were only 20 years old. One of them was pregnant wow. and they were sent to jail for nine months and then they were deported. In a place yeah. where sex work wow. is you know, uh, Nordic model. So that is supposed to be, you know, where the clients are criminalized or like the clients are penalized and the workers are not. Yeah. But the fact that they were working together in one apartment, which from a sex worker perspective is just more safe, is illegal in the eyes of the government because more than one person constitutes a brothel. Oh, wow. So if they were alone, they would be fine. But because they were working together, they're put in jail. Wow. As if that is a, you know, sympathetic yeah. model. Like, no. Well, we've talked about this, like, I mean, just simply talking about how, like, Western Europe views labor from the East as well. I mean, yeah. we did that. We, Kieran, you know, at the beginning of Corona did an interview with, um, of like, a Romanian sociologist about how, like, you know, asparagus is made yeah, in yeah, Germany, which is all migrant labor that is yes. treated like absolute shit. Or, like, the COVID scenario yeah. with... Uh, uh, Tunis mm-hmm. in uh, NAV, where the the entire you know city or town or whatever of 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 Kais had to be like put Gutes under law, law. law, whatever the hell it's called. I don't care. I'm not from NAV. Uh, where that entire city, which was uh, primarily uh, Eastern European migrant yeah, work, was just yeah. put on lockdown because this company had special mm. privilege from Amin yeah, Lashet, the yeah. current CDU, of not having to uh, yeah to actually reinforce the corona measures in their in their company yeah. in their mm. industry yeah and i think like i mean no hygienic concept or yeah. anything no mask no distance yeah no hand sanitizer nothing yeah, yeah just so that they could keep a meat factory going yes. in in west germany because people need their meat they, <laughs> they do yeah. But and I think that that really like I mean from the perspective simply just like of, of a labor perspective regardless of sex work or not like the way that Germany mm-hmm. views migrant labor in that sense yeah. it just fits perfectly within this model and that then every German will tell you that then like oh no no that's not you know the case and at least in that one it was that then there's entire you know housing facilities that then are only existing for migrant labor that are trash you mm-hmm. know that are like falling apart this and that and that I mean even with this whole like mall of berlin thing of yeah romanian, well, they didn't pay their workers Rom- and yeah, shit romanian yeah romanian workers not being paid because i don't know they ran out of money or something I didn't when even they know about were yeah. this or it was illegal the company went out of business done. after yeah, yeah, they yeah exactly shit like that and when you declare yeah. yourself as as bankrupt in germany you don't so, have to pay your yeah. workers shout out to oh, the wow. FRU being yeah. actually very active in these cases yeah. yeah so it really i mean it really does kind of like you know fit that I mean, at least hearing it from 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 you guys in the sense it very much is like, oh, okay, yeah, this this is shit, and it makes perfect sense within the you know Western European mindset. Of, yeah, of course, everything from the east is yeah. I mean, yeah. I even Labor. feel privileged. I'm not from the European Union. I'm Australian, but I feel that even being Australian is um, I have more privilege in many ways mm-hmm. than being someone from the European Union who's from the east. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like also not being profiled by the police mm-hmm. things Absolutely. like this yeah. you know when I've worked um volunteering on Frobenstraße and Kurfürstenstraße the police are constantly like and I've seen it they will consistently target people who are look Eastern European and people who mm-hmm. are like visibly engaged in sex work they're yeah. constantly profiling targeting hassling 
and yet everybody else is just walking on the street, maybe going to the supermarket, whatever, they're yeah. left alone. And so it's just definite profiling done against... Especially with also, the new curfew. you know, even before the Prostitution Protection Act came into force, <laughs> I remember I had an incident with the police. I needed to call them because I was in an unsafe situation. Mm. And I, you know, was dealing with two guys from the UK... Oh, wow. who, of course, yeah. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> who had coke everywhere, all over their hotel room and made me feel unsafe. And I, yeah. the taxpayer in this country, <laughs> called the police and they treated yeah. me like shit. Oh, wow. They treated me like shit. Like the police, yeah. I mean, you just yeah. can't. Not, not like a surprise. I, this actually, is like what yeah. I want people from outside of Europe to understand is yeah. like when it comes to sex work, like, the you know, nobody is yeah. trained. Like yeah. they, yeah. it's down, you know, a different police officer may have had a better reaction, for example, may have been like, oh, well, you know, she's white. Like, but yeah. you know, you get the wrong police officer and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think um, this is the thing as well, is that police, my experience with the police as a sex worker has never been good. And the, another thing that a lot of, I think, Americans think is like, oh, sex work, it's legal. You know, sex workers can call the police. No. We can't really. And we tend not to because the police tend yeah, to treat sex work as like absolute trash. Garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's no. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just having like, you know, bad memories now of also just having to do with the police, which are always fucking fun. Um, kind of then switching gears a little bit to then, um, you know, we are still in Germany in the midst of a global pandemic and it has affected everyone, uh, horribly, I'd say, unless you're, yep. you know, a billionaire, then you're, you know, then making, you're getting richer, doing getting now richer now and richer and you can go buy your, yeah. you know, whatever new Bugatti or whatever it is. Cause they had their record year last year as well. I know, I know. What the fuck um, rich people are just buying Bugattis left and right. And they, they are the last year. Hanging they were. out in, on their islands or in their summer houses, like social distancing. Yeah. You could be like that, that guy who owns all the apartments in Berlin, who's just like, uh, chilling on some Island and like taking selfies of himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saying like, Oh look, I, I, I fuck a, a fucking here. What's it called? Not doubling up or something. I don't know. I don't know I don't these know. terms. <laughs> <laughs> no, something like leveling up, leveling up, doubling yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, leveling up during a pandemic. I learned uh, language. I did this. Yeah, I learned oh. how to do oh. Hell yeah, because you don't have an actual bread. job. Yeah, know, you're yeah, just yeah. simply it's speculating. Like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm just getting angry. Uh, so <laughs> for for you know uh, for. You know, the majority of us, it's not been going well. It's not a good time. And uh, for uh, sex workers particularly, there's been, you know, uh, you mentioned before how Berlin or I don't know, if, maybe it was, it was Germany as a whole, uh, had stints of criminalizing sex work. Um, how has then the pandemic been for sex workers then? Um, I, I know that you guys have your firsthand experience in the city. I mean, we can just simply deal with it on a very local level, but I'm pretty sure it, it mirrors throughout most of Western Europe, if not also probably other areas as well. I mean, definitely Berlin is a city that does not have a lot of money. It's uh, So we often rely on seeing tourists and people traveling to the city for business. So having the borders shut down and having the hotels closed means like one that we don't see clients who have the money to see sex workers and two um, not having hotels to work from uh, means that there's been a scramble to try and find safe places to work from um, obviously a lot of people do not want to work out of where they live for many reasons for safety reasons you don't necessarily want clients to know where you live or can't you can't and can't oh yeah you just can't yeah 
So that's been a big issue. I think also the fact that so many sex workers are not necessarily documented. They have not qualified for government assistance. Also, the demand has dropped exponentially. Oh, the, the demand, <laughs> like the, like the exponentially. Our jobs do not. We're making like, so much less money. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I People just don't want to be seeing a sex worker during yeah. this time. The whole year has been like a huge financial hit and everyone's had to kind of, it's been really frustrating to know that you're literally, you know, you don't have the option. You have to kind of risk your health if mm. you want to work. And yet, you know, this is your job. And yeah, there's so little demand that, you know, it becomes difficult. You feel like maybe you have to take a booking then if there's really no work. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden there's there's work dangling in front of you. You do, you may not be able to have the boundaries that mm -hmm. you once had to yeah. be able to pick and choose. Yeah, it's been hugely uh, devastating, I think, for many sex workers financially. I also think a lot of clients, like in their mind, they have no idea if we're meeting clients or not. And so they're, they're cautious. They mm. don't necessarily want to meet someone in person to have sex. Like, yeah, they think we're still seeing 10 guys a day. So they're yeah. like, you know, not, well, still as if we still, ever I know. Seen <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, it's been bad. You guys aren't, what? <laughs> Honestly, I wish. Like, can you imagine how rich I'd be? <laughs> but um, yeah, actually, that's not only if you like uh, work um Individually, it's also for the Brussels. There was the situation of yeah. exactly because of like you had to apply like all the hygienic rules to your Brussels, even though that should be a thing in general. You know, there should be sanitizers. Et it was like the thing. It should clubs. be like a lounge room where you can social distance, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Yeah. But then there was also the rule of wearing a mask. So I don't know how you perform sex work um, when you wear a mask. Pretty mm. easily. Like I mean, it, I mean, there was a time where, yeah. like, say, massages were happening, okay, yeah. and like I'm talking like therapeutic massages, yeah. but set, but erotic massages were yeah. still illegal. Okay. Yeah, they were still illegal. Uh, so, and then there were times where I believe, uh, I mean, basically the the restrictions, like a lot of clients would not want to see a sex worker if you have to wear a mask the whole time because yeah, yeah, yeah. so much for them is about having they want intimate contact with someone and that would face. kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand it. So, yeah. yeah. They think we're so risky that they're just like, well, you know, numbers are going up. So, yeah. like, yeah, mm. shut it down. But exactly. then without we're, following up. We're or, always the first ones shut down and the last ones to reopen. And yeah. not even prioritized for vaccines? Like, immediately? Mm. Come Seriously. on. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, they rather vaccinate the police forces than They called sex us workers. super spreaders at some point oh, last wow. year. They were like, yeah, wow. yeah. There was like this article being like, sex workers <laughs> are super spreaders in Look Germany. <laughs> and yet not prioritizing us for the vaccine. Yeah. Excuse I think yeah. it's wild to me that even if you were to physically see 10 clients in a day, mm -hmm. that's actually like quite a low amount of contact compared to like other jobs or businesses. Yeah. yeah. In an I'm, office, in a, like yeah. a big office, yeah. mm -hmm. you're hanging out with, I don't know how many, 50 people. I think about like even like, like a call center or something. Yeah. 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 something that or a tunius. I mean, this is a industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or as a asparagus harvest uh, oh, help yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or a cafe. Or yeah, a cafe. of course. I think it's it's been bad because, you know, sex work has always been the, it's always functioned as kind of like a, that's, it sounds so bad, but like as a last resort for people who don't have other options. It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. occupied by so many marginalized people who just are like, this is the only way that I can have yeah. like uh, contact with capital fast, you know, mm -hmm. and 
to have that taken away by the pandemic, like nobody thought that yeah. was ever going to mm. happen, you know? And as far as I know, that also created a black market, which created a dangerous situation for sex workers, of course. It can always, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially I mean, when... It's in general, it's always a dangerous situation. Um, but like with a black market, as you said before, you don't have the time to actually... Um, Well, to actually think about if you're taking an offer. The demand, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like so privileged in Berlin. And yet, you know, when you have like your rent and you have like no bookings for an entire month and then one comes through and they want to come to your house, but they don't want to give ID or show you any indication of who they are because of German obsession with privacy, then, you know, you're forced to be like, well, do I want to cover my rent or do I want to be safe? And that's always a classic question of sex work that's problematic. Uh, I think rent's the perfect transition then to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That we had, uh, for those who do not know, uh, in Berlin, there was an overturn of the Berlin rent cap, uh, I believe two weeks ago now, three yep. weeks ago, yeah. uh, where the Constitutional Court of Berlin said, uh, the Constitutional Court of Germany said that the rent cap that Berlin passed on the local level was against the German constitution because of some it's a f- lobbying be- that no, happened because in it's the a federal law. Yeah. There was their argumentation because Which, rent is somehow written in a federal law. So you can't uh, make a decision on, on rents on a local level. It was rewritten in 2006 yeah, yeah, yeah. to be that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, yeah, yeah uh, I mean, yeah, that goes into a weird direction. So yeah. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> but, um, you know, you, uh, mentioned then as well that then in the sense of, of, you know, one COVID being a scenario that then has made it difficult to work in general, but then the sense of, of housing has been also a thing that then because you are in, uh, you know, as not even just a sex worker, there's like a lot of people in Berlin are in precarious work situations. And um, how does then something like then this overturning of the meat and deca um, affect sex workers probably more than other professions as then one of, of the sense of, uh, you know, access to housing being such a fundamental right, it, you would seem like uh, <laughs> is is very much so. Uh, not the case, especially when you are in a situation where you are, yeah, you know, uh, maybe not getting as steady of an income as someone yeah, else. We're laughing. We're smiling because I am so fucked right now. <laughs> I'm specifically <laughs> so fucked. I owe my landlord 5K from oh, last year. Are you fucking serious? Almost, fi- wow. almost 5K. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, I signed a new lease in 2020. Mm-hmm. It was at a like a much like a higher rent than my previous one. But I was, you know, this was before the pandemic. I was mm-hmm. like, I can afford it now after all my years of doing sex work I've been doing sex work for almost you know six years mm-hmm. and I was like I can do this not knowing that the pandemic was about to hit but luckily the rent cap was in place so that was like the silver lining of the pandemic for me is being like okay well at least Berlin has come through there's like this social justice kind of initiative to lower rent so my rent has halved and now that wow, that's overturned really- my rent has just doubled and I owe almost 5k it's <sighs> shocking but I don't know I think that just so many Berliners are in a fucked up situation right now um it's like it varies to how fucked up people are but i think that you have to assume that like anything you know where you're making you know like renters you're, you're making renters have this huge financial burden during the pandemic yeah, yeah. 70 percent of germans renters yeah. as well yeah. which i find yeah. to be so wild that they really sided with the minority I yeah. mean, obviously in a pandemic yeah, yeah. when yeah. everyone's yeah. work has suffered people owe this huge yeah. amount now and it's a mess and the response is like yeah. more bureaucracy like you can apply for this loan and whenever <laughs> i mean 
Like I, again, I'm like super privileged. I, you know, have been able to sign leases even, but you have to assume that anything in society that happens where like vulnerable people or like renters or like, you know, mm -hmm. more low income people are affected. Sex workers are always going to be like double affected because yeah, exactly. Like we haven't had the steady income, yeah. you know, we're not in like uh, situ like positions where we can just apply for government help easily. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, rent has potentially gotten more expensive and doubled. Housing in general is just precarious as a sex worker, especially because generally speaking, like you can't put your income on a rental application. Yeah. You mm -hmm. can't tell a landlord like, Hey, I'm a sex worker. Um, yeah. Like, please give me a house. It's super but hard to get on a lease in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, and especially in Germany, I feel like in a lot of places, if you have cash, you can kind of find a place. But that doesn't tend to really work here. No, because no. The bureaucracy no. Germans is don't care about here. cash. No, they, they don't care about cash. That's weird because they do care but about they cash. Do, when yeah, they, when, when it, it when comes to pay, yeah. paying in cafes <laughs> yeah. or restaurants, yeah. but not when it comes to this shit. It's yeah. got to yeah. be like super bureaucratic. Mm -hmm. You have to have, have a fucking chufa, which is a private company mm -hmm. that shows if, if you have any debts or something yeah. like that any open debts or yeah. any any like your your credit score or if you have been laid with paying something and shit like that it's yeah. a fucking private it's not i think company. it's not even sex workers who do this but it's like a lot of people do this that you basically have to go through the like forgery stage of Everyone. finding yeah. an apartment of yeah. fake pay stubs fake yeah. job yeah you know um fake um bank statements yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's it's stressful. And, and for example, my my landlord just told me, you know, because uh, I was trying to negotiate with about the NAXA loan that's due. And he's like, show me how your income has been affected. How can I do that? You yeah. Know? He's like, yeah. show me proof that your income has been affected. Oh, wow. And I'm like, it's very, it's very stressful. So it's like, I think that, you know, the meat and deckle affects just renters yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. it's housing, Berlin, you know, housing in Berlin is always a mess. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I think we, one of the craziest wait, things too. And oh, yeah. Oh, no. Just, <laughs> just one comment. If you're just thinking about it, your rent was cut in half. That means it's like double the price, overpriced. Exactly. Like what, what you get for your rent, you know, mm -hmm. it's like fucking overpriced. It's the Exactly. Double the rent. It's, yeah. it's just, I, it blows my mind. Uh, yeah. It's bad. But, yeah. It's bad. The, the thing that I just wanted to say is that then like, you know, for example of, of, you know, you mentioned this weird aversion that Germans have to cash when it's not, you know, paying yeah. in the store or whatever. And the thing that then really surprised me more than anything when I moved here is that you cannot open up a bank account in Germany without a legal address, mm -hmm. which is so fucked up to so many different people of that then you yeah. can't get a job if you don't have a bank account, which then means you can't get a job if you don't have a legal address because you don't have a bank account. Yeah, such a and loop. It's yeah. a loop. You're, you're, and then a lot of places won't accept if you have, a, if you have like a fintech thing, like, you know, mm -hmm. although N26 is, is you know notoriously horrible for a lot of people who yeah. move to berlin that's been an easier way for them to like you know have a bank account oh, yeah, because definitely. you know you option, have yeah. you have that is your only option no matter how shitty of a company it is yeah. there is no op maybe there's like uh what ing or whatever that bank that lets you then open up an account also oh, online yeah, that's like yeah. i think yeah. they're a belgian company I think there's or a few Dutch. others as well mm -hmm. now but that yeah. wasn't the case a couple years ago but yeah mm -hmm. and it really was the sense of that then if you like if you wanted to i mean a lot of people who come to berlin and move here 
um, have to then do these illegal rents where they're not going to, they're not allowed to then register their address. They can't get that bank account. Yeah, so many they, people not registered yeah. in their mm-hmm. addresses. And yeah. they can't get a job then, you know, like, like, like an actual job, like, you know, like a. Can't get government help. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, if you're not registered to your address. Yeah. Yeah. You can only get, you know, you can only perpetually exist then in this like, we, you know, black market of, you know, getting yeah. paid under the table and shit like that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, any type of worker, you know, this is, or anyone who just comes and moves to the Berlin, even like a student, you can't go to university if you don't have health insurance. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like there's so many things that then are just these like never ending, I mean, just stupid backwards bureaucratic steps that in just Germany's like, well, no, this is like, this is how it works though, right? Like, why would yeah. you, why would you dare uh, 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 question the fact of our perfect, completely falling apart bureaucratic system. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're fucked if you fall through the system. It's yeah. just yeah. like that in any kind of way. <laughs> they just never think about people like us no. or they just don't think about anybody aside from a a German citizen yeah. with a with a education, a job, a family, yeah. etc. I think Corona is like kind of showing Germans that their systems do not work, yeah. but not even in the best way. In this yeah. way where they're like, well, let's just give the the federal government more power to make these like laws. It's not like challenging the... How long did uh, Hartz IV empfängerinnen had to fucking like... Uh, negotiate for getting the ffp to mask yeah. finance mm-hmm. because they or were, you only get like a few though too you isn't only it? get a few yeah and yeah. you always have They're to so pay expensive. like two yeah. euros as a i don't know transaction fee i don't yeah. fucking know why mm. you mean these like, masks that like <laughs> these masks yeah. that are very clearly just i mean like overpriced we, no like we talked about this previously <laughs> yeah. on the show too is that then it was just like a massive scam mm-hmm. you know like the fact that then like the government that the, the the CDU led government then mm. only allows this one type of mask to then be used, which oh what it ends up being that they're all making fucking money off of it, mm, yeah. And yeah. then they never overturned it after the entire scandal. They never overturned like here they where made it what worse. It, yeah. yeah, it was like originally the medical masks, and yeah. that was the scandal. And then they yeah. were like, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> like, let's just change it up a little. Let's yeah, change and now the everyone's mask. forgotten that that whole CDU Corona mask scandal thing even happened. Yeah. Now with like yeah. the sense of then like I mean you know I I love mentioning him on the show but I'm in Lasha doing fraud with his son over this is one of my yeah. favorite stupid bits that it's a I just cute fatherly son activity you know? yeah, yeah right you know, yeah, just committing fraud with, committing dad, fraud yeah. with your it's son German isn't yeah. it yeah. <laughs> with your Instagram influencer son so we can get more sponsors yeah. German Ryan Gosling oh, I don't know him FP2 likes baby <laughs> I can show you pictures later. yeah after the show we will show you my collage I've made of, of, of Joe Lasha there's a huge one on his wall it's weird yeah it's, it's motivation yeah, I yeah. noticed like everyone, like at the beginning of the pandemic, so many people were like, if we just pull together and like we wear a mask and it's it's all going to yeah. be over yeah. soon. And like that yeah. goodwill, a year and a half later, <laughs> that goodwill has been eroded. We're like, oh, they're yeah. scamming yeah. us. We haven't yeah. locked in for five months now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, six. No, yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Six. Track. Twelve. What year is it? <laughs> 30 years. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know anymore. But, um, I, I guess then too of of uh, also you know we've been discussing then the the realities of, of what it is like the material economic realities for sex work then in the traditional methods of how but we are solution 
Why? Are you like Go trying on. to think of a cool startup phrase to <laughs> yes, use? Yes, I was. All right, but awesome. I lost it. Yeah. Oh, uh, something uh, innovation. We are solution oriented podcast. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Something uh, innovation. I very disruptive. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I'm just yeah. like now. Uh, You're good. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, there's been. Uh, I mean, I think you have to been like living under a rock under the in the past what five years or so to then yeah. see how then sex work has. Um, you know, taken to these new frontiers of the digital age, you know, whether, you know, you partake or not, it's pretty obvious that there are, you know, these sites like OnlyFans, subscription-based services, um, and also in the advent of like other technologies, you know, whether I'm a fan of them or not, like I've, <laughs> I've been very vocal on the, on the podcast before, I do um, actually like then having a discussion of then not rich tech bros being the ones leading it and actually yeah. people that then who can possibly benefit from then a you know material change of, of what you know the economy looks like and sex workers it seems like are uh, yeah kind of at the forefront of this in a lot of aspects compared to other um you know workers in the sense of, of really trying to then uh take the situation that then that they're in and then use then these new avenues to go down it so um like, I mean, I mentioned, you know, that's only sex work, that's sex workers to a T. We are, we, it's like sex workers have just had to deal with so many like law changes and just like things being shut down. Like, you know, our, the website that we make all of our money, like Backpage RIP being shut down overnight and mm -hmm. having to just kind of like be like, what's next? How yeah. to make money? So mm -hmm. I feel like sex workers are very good at just like innovatively adapting I always for better or for worse, even though it's so frustrating. It's it not is, fun. Yeah. But yeah, adapting. And not just frustrating. Sometimes it gets people killed yeah. because yeah. they get ever more desperate because yeah. their income has been taken away from them. Mm. So, yeah. um, uh, what ways then have like, like, I mean, these, you know, this adaptive nature that then that sex workers live in, how are we then currently see that then translating into the current, you know, I don't want to say digital age because we've been here for my entire <laughs> life at least, but, um, yeah. Like what are some ways that then that, 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 that we're seeing this, this, you know, relationship to, Oh God, I want to say the most Marxist thing ever, the means of production. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was one of my tweets once. Like I own the means of production. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's you, my body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These two babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's your time to shine, Daphne. Yeah, yeah I guess, I guess. Um, I don't know. I feel like, well, the pandemic um, definitely, I would say, helped grow OnlyFans a lot. Oh yeah, um, every sex worker went online. Exactly, we all had to. I mean, it took me a lot longer than everybody else. <laughs> have you only been we on all, OnlyFans we for like- kind of late. Yeah, hesitant, we hesitant. We were like, oh, we're old. We don't want to have to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're making porn now. Oh God, do we have to learn TikTok? Is it real? <laughs> Which is a thing that people are using. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's not allowed on TikTok. It's not. It's, it's very not. restricted, but people are finding it's not, ways. But if you want to way. just have a TikTok where you just seem like a cool chick and then people see your name and then maybe Google, you know what I mean? Then they find uh, your OnlyFans. Eventually. Oh. This is this is actually the, what's happened, I feel, Very since, subtle advertisement. Well, this is the thing that I think has happened um, since, uh, honestly, the trend started when Backpage shut down, mm -hmm. but I can see that in my career, how it's gone is that sex work has become a lot more 
almost like adjacent to being an influencer mm-hmm. that uh, the marketing requirements are so <laughs> honestly I do think so no, 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 shaking I'm, her head. I'm shaking my head because I'm like fuck my life yeah. <laughs> I'm like well, didn't plan for this days where I could just throw up a sexy pic exactly. now I have to be like personality brains good lighting yeah. there's a lot yeah. of competition now though oh, right? so much competition because a lot of people started doing that because a lot of people also lost their job especially in America yes. and then turning to OnlyFans Making this that is the thing that income. drives me crazy when these feminists and like all these people are saying like yeah. trafficking and like yeah. you know all these people are like chained, right? chained to like radiators <laughs> and I'm like we are literally like the cockroaches you threw the nuclear bomb on who were like we're like literally taking like photos of our asshole with like amazing lighting with our toes <laughs> like you know you have fucked us up so many times and here we are with the fire content every day looking beautiful great <laughs> subtle advertising Advertising, like yeah. just finding ways to advertise, even learning though like we're bound every on platform every platform is shut down. TikTok dances well into our thirties, like you know. <laughs> and we should get a job in marketing, actually, because actually, that is though, incredible. Honestly, it's yeah. We our marketing skills, our social yeah. media skills are literally. When yeah. I first started in 2017, like my ad was like, I'm I'm bubbly and I'm very friendly, and um, yeah, here's some pictures of my breasts with a with a with a iPhone four. You know, Beautiful. like gone are the days. The and now guys era. are like, how do I know you're real? And you're like, oh, you can just check my Twitter that I update every single day <laughs> with new pics. And, well, you know, like my 14,000 followers and podcasts ooh. that I run and NFTs that we've put out. And you can just flexing. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I don't mean to flex. It's actually like frustration. Because I still get asked if I'm real like all the time. So definitely enlighten us on the NFT and every other kind of technology. Uh, te- technological all solution. the technology yes. all the technology please well, <laughs> what's your what, what, what's your elevator speech for all technology okay, I, I've got plenty <laughs> um, yeah well I guess we put out a bunch of NFTs recently um, under the moniker the blockchain bitches um, there's a very hilarious trailer that you can go and watch if you want um, basically we saw like how much hype NFTs were having mm. and thought we would try and do the thing Um <laughs> And it was your genius idea. I, I, I guess. Yeah. You proposed it to us. You were like, guys, there's a lot of hype. We got to jump on this. Do a thing. Yeah. Um, and we, I don't know, we were kind of just like throwing something at the wall and seeing if it would do anything. We haven't actually sold any yet, but that's fine. <laughs> Hopefully we will. Hopefully um, when, when people listen to us, yeah, and think we we're cool people. I mean, we just had an episode last week that was very much anti-NFT, yeah, but was, maybe not anti-NFT, but, but it just. Was connect- it was hey, we're pro-NFT when it comes to sex workers, surely. This is like farm to yeah, table yeah, yeah. level. <laughs> No, no, no. This is yeah. this is the thing I wanted to say. I is was that connecting the, actually the people like behind NFTs yeah. and stuff like that, and they're like kind of fascist. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. But I mean, the yeah. thing of it, it is, it is, it is a thing that then exists as a technology, yeah. and yeah. I think that then the people that then who are using it in the sense of that then it benefits that they are themselves creating. Yeah. And I don't mean this in the sense of like douchey artists who have their like stupid three D pregnant Sonic art, <laughs> even though we are going to do that. Maybe not as an NFT. We but should it, do that no. because... Yes. <laughs> I'll buy it. But, um, <laughs> but definitely like, I mean, yeah, just like, you know, kind of trying the waters out of them. What what, what technology can then stick for mm-hmm. then, or, you know, technology, I think is a stupid word to use. What new method that then exists in the economy for then you as a sex worker to use should obviously then be tried, you mm, know? Totally. Well, I mean, I feel like NFTs are not going to be the future of like 
online sex sex work. Like they yeah. just don't really make sense of a, as a means of selling porn. Um, like to mint one is extremely expensive with like the Ethereum gas fee. I mean, I think there are other platforms which you can mint on um, and use like different tokens. But at, at the moment, the way it works, it's like not exactly ideal for selling porn. Generally with like selling porn, you want to be able to sell things for like – People are not paying the kind of prices that you would sell an NFT for, yeah. for generally. But I think like blockchain technology is like interesting in an adult um, content sense in general, purely because the way in which everything currently functions is just like really not beneficial for people who try and sell independent independent porn. Um, at the moment, like OnlyFans really took off in the last like two years, um, and. That was mainly because like the all of the previous kind of independent porn sites would take like a forty percent cut, something like that. Some even mm. took seventy percent. Yeah, wow. some, some camming platforms take seventy percent. <laughs> yes, and so the thing that made OnlyFans different is that they only take a twenty percent cut, oh. which I still think is really high. It's mm-hmm. quite high. Yeah, Patreon yeah. only takes eight percent. Wow, there we go. And unfortunately, Patreon kicks Patreon sex pay- off. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You though, can that, have yeah. a sexy Patreon, but it still has to be a bit like artistic. Yeah. Like yeah. I know that was there's the thing a few I was people, just about to say yeah. is that then there is is like like um exactly that that there are platforms that then theoretically could exist however for sex workers they don't you mm-hmm. know so it's like as an artist or as another form of creator as like a youtuber or a podcaster we can get onto patreon we can then put our stuff on there that then you know our you know people our supporters like and will give us money yeah. for it. and we're never really you know threatened whatsoever yeah. because you know yeah, and part of the reason why that is is because um i'm sorry but it's because horny men ruined it yeah because they, they everything sadly <laughs> i mean so the thing is that um that when like the thing with with banks is that they often don't like to provide to adult processors because Horny men tend to have a shame over after they've paid the money and then they feel ashamed and Mm -hmm. then they want their money back. (laughs) So they get the, they get a lot of chargebacks and that is often why porn is a high risk um, payment. Basically. Yeah. Basically payment processes. There's only a few that service the adult industry in general Uh and they all have really high fees because of this. Yeah. Um, so wow. I think like 20% is probably like, I'm sure OnlyFans makes great profits, but in terms of like how much of that cut that they actually take, I would say it's like maybe 5% or something. Mm-hmm. And I think they still do some like weird payment shuttling stuff. Like I know they use Stripe for some of their payments, yeah. but they probably like, um, like larger porn people, etc. they would use like a different payment processor for. So they would be using like some for some creators and then different ones for porn ones or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's what I've heard. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, but yeah, basically like it's really shit <laughs> that you can't sell porn without paying an extra 20%. Yeah. yeah. Even something like PayPal too cracked down oh, on. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, the worst. They're, they're old school. Yeah. 20 years yeah. they've been yeah. doing exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just funny because PayPal came onto the, like, you know, the market from Peter Thiel, who's a fucking psychopath libertarian guy, mm. who's yeah. like, I want, you know, access to everything, this and that and that. And PayPal, you know, for those who don't know, have like incredibly strict restrictions on where your money can go. And PayPal is very particular about even like certain, like, I mean, even in a non-sex worker sense, you can't donate to certain organizations because mm-hmm. PayPal doesn't see it as appropriate. Um, you can't, you know, uh, do transactions on other websites because PayPal doesn't have a good relationship with it or whatever. Wow. And it was like, you know, the only other option then is then 
this you know decentralized method of yeah Yeah. i think that's where it comes in to say with paypal though the thing that that paypal differentiates is that they will process payments to porn sites sometimes yeah but they shut down individual sex workers accounts all the time and (laughs) rip to 660 euros that i lost when paypal shut my bank account down they shut my account down twice but second time they took 660 off but there's also the fact that like porn is technically doing porn is technically legal but being a companion is not legal so sometimes these like you know banks are like well you know it's legal to do porn but if anyone is a sex worker that's completely oh, yeah, your bank even, account can be locked and everything exactly. like yeah. that too yeah. Yeah. and that just doesn't even apply in like legalized countries like you can't run a payment processor on an escort site in Australia for example yeah. even though it's like Decrim- decriminalized in New South Wales at least um, mm-hmm. it just like they just don't exist like there's just not payment processes that sex workers can really use which yeah I think is like interesting coming in with crypto because there is no bank so yeah. it, receiving cryptocurrency is like a great way for a sex worker to receive a deposit, for example. And like when you want to receive a deposit as a sex worker, generally you don't want your real name connected because Mm. it's Mm. dangerous. Like (laughs) people will, I don't know. Stalk you. Stalk you, kill you, you, like out you you to your family, to your workplace, et cetera. Like receiving a payment under your actual name is like very much something that we don't want to do. And so that is possible with crypto. It's just like not very, it's overly technical right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. Another thing I just wanted to ask too is that then, I mean, because I'm a dumb economics nerd. And how does it work in the sense of like, are there current? Are there like specific currencies within that you use that are a little bit more stable than like I couldn't imagine getting a payment in like Bitcoin or Ethereum that then like the next day you don't know what your like I amount is. I wouldn't mind just receiving well, any yeah, of course, Bitcoin or Ethereum. Just but in the past, I was forever. scared of that. In the past, yeah, yeah. I was like, why would I ever get paid? Because yeah. yeah. Bitcoin's hyper deflationary right now, yeah, which is like exactly. not the but Ethereum is doing well, so. yeah, which yeah. is also hyper hyper deflationary. Yeah. But though, it's also at its all time high. So yeah. you know, maybe not a great time. Litecoin, like no way. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like it just sucks in the sense of that. Then because at least from the perspective that I see of that, like yeah. there is a method of then getting paid, but the method that you're getting paid is entirely done on the sense of what the value of that coin is then every single day. So you yeah. have to kind of like tough, figure yeah. out mm-hmm. then mm. you know you could you could receive payment in a stable coin. So like Tether, for example, um, the value tends to correlate with like the U.S. dollar. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but. Again, it's it's more just that like platforms don't really exist for this yet. There is yeah. one now that we've all vaguely spank pay. spank pay that we've all started using, but it, it does also charge quite a large fee. It's like eight, five bucks. Five is it five bucks? Oh shit. Five or ten? Yeah, something yeah. like that, which is not too bad. Um, but like you can receive and people can also pay for that with a credit card and then you can receive it in crypto. Oh, oh okay. Um but I, I don't exactly I've never actually been paid through it, so I don't know how much <laughs> how well it works. Um and then I think you can only receive what Bitcoin and Ethereum con- yes. currently. No, I don't think you can receive any stable coins so it doesn't really fix so, that no. thing but but we're used to it being complicated because this yeah. is literally <laughs> our lives like yeah. receiving money is in any other way other than cash is always so complicated yeah. it's like so. a wise person on twitter once said who i can't remember that cash is the original cryptocurrency mm. <laughs> that wasn't me i would have, I would have never said that <laughs> A sex worker said that. Mm. Well, I think okay, it was then definitely wasn't Bardo me. Then. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you guys so much for coming on uh, as as being the lone dum dum here who did not really know what's going on, just kind of asking questions, you know, in the wind, seeing what would stick. <laughs> I, I I had a wonderful time. Uh, where could our listeners find you, uh, mm. whether it be uh, Twitter, your podcast, your Twitter, podcast. whatever it is? Yeah. Um, well, the best way to find me is on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. So I'm Cleo Constantine on Twitter. I guess I'll spell it out. C-L-E-O-C-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-E. Okay. We always spell our names out. We were told to do that and we just always do it. Yeah. Just picturing someone getting a pen and writing it down anyway. And also we have a podcast called Can a Companion. I'm Zuzu Gabrielli on Twitter. I'm Daphne Dahl on Twitter. You can find all our links usually on yeah. Twitter. Also. Um, also, our like NFTs, NFTs website has all of our links on it. So that's blockchainbitcheswithaz.com. <laughs> <laughs> Blockchain Bitches with an S was being domain squatted by someone else. So of I course. Can't take yeah. It. That, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some like weird, you know, Reddit guy. And, like, He's like, yes, this is going to pay yeah. off yeah. one day. <laughs> Blockchain Bitches. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah thank you for having us. It was a blast. Um, to our listeners then we will see you guys then on see the bonus feed i guess well I don't, I don't even know what's coming next week yeah yeah i guess yeah right. yeah, yeah cool yeah. then yeah. we'll see you on on friday then <laughs> yeah then <laughs> all right <laughs> take care Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. bye bye bye